You can go back into the past. What's gone is gone. You must move on. You can't go back. Hello and welcome to You Can't Go Back. I'm Silas Weathercock. I'm joined by, well, nobody. I'm deep within the confines of a compound which is ready for any apocalyptic conditions. Please join us. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're in full pandemic mode, uh, as, well, all of you know. And uh, it's, uh, it's interesting times. Um... I decided to, you know, I haven't done a podcast in a while, so I decided to do it solitary, you know, hiding out in this uh, war-torn bunker. Um, You know, it's interesting because, you know, back in the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, they, uh, you know, most places had a fallout shelter, a fallout shelter where you could protect yourself from um, the eventual uh, nuclear war with uh, Soviet Russia. And that was a part of life, you know, we've lost that. So now maybe like a COVID-19 shelter, you know, you go underground and you lock yourself in there and you've got all your food and all your uh, freeze-dried goods. And, you know, then you you can kind of hide out until, uh, you know, the virus disappears somehow. I don't know. But seriously, um, look... I don't know. I some someone upstairs. Someone. It's really strange. Some. I mean, you know, someone. Someone around here has a cough, and I'm like, this motherfucker's got COVID nineteen, and he's. He, it sounds like he's walking around outside. I'm like, this guy's spreading it everywhere. He's probably coughing all over the railings, and I'm like, what the hell's this guy doing? But then I kept thinking to myself, well, maybe he's living upstairs, and then I was like. What if his coughs, the virus is traveling through the air vents and I'm breathing it in? You know, you kind of go a little paranoid. I find myself washing my hands and then I wash my hands and I'm like, wait a minute, I just washed my hands, but I touched the surface. You go a little crazy. You know, you wipe down surfaces, but then, you know, my wife, she goes to work. She's exposed every new day to the public. At some point you realize, look, when our time is up, it's up. We're gonna have to let go. We we, we do what we can. I, I I'm 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 socially distancing. I uh, very rarely ever go out of the house. Um, you know, only to take a walk, and even then, I I keep my six feet of distance, as they say. So I'm doing my part. I I really am. You know, I I it. But this guy, this coffer. He he's only it's it, it's it's about every night starting at about. Nine o'clock. It's like he's like a ghost. This dude, it's definitely a guy, you know. It's a male cough. It's a deep, deep cough. And he coughs for about half an hour. And, you know, at first I thought, this guy's going to keep me up all night. He's going to remind me of this pandemic. He's going to remind me of the condition that we're all in. I don't want to be reminded of this. And he's, he's caught, it was like something out of an Edgar Allan Poe story, you know what I mean? Like uh, the, the tall tale heart, like he was hearing the heartbeat of the victim that he murdered. This guy's cough was just tearing into my soul. 
I, I, I just, I just, I, I was almost, I almost found myself getting angry, and then I felt so bad. I'm like, I feel bad for this guy. You know, I mean, he's afflicted with something. I, you know, it could just be a normal. Uh, it, it could be allergies, but it could be, you know, the virus, the killer virus. But anyhow, it only lasts about half an hour, and then it's gone. It's gone. It's silent. And he lets me go to sleep. But then, as soon as you wake up, starting about 7 o'clock in the morning, the cough is there again for about another half an hour. But then it sounds like it's coming from all different directions. Sometimes it sounds like he's far to the left, far to the right. He sounds like he's upstairs. He sounds like he's down the hall. But I can hear him. And he's like pacing around the perimeter. Just coughing, taunting me, saying, come outside, my germs are everywhere. I'm spreading COVID everywhere. Come get this. It's the strangest thing. I don't know what to make of it. Like right now, you know, he's gone. But he'll come back. He'll come back tonight. I don't... Is he... And then I'm thinking to myself, is he coughing, getting ready for work, pacing around, and then he goes to work, and then with this cough... Does anyone send him home and say, hey, man, you can't come to work like this, you know, you could be infecting people. I don't know. I, I, it, more, more questions than answers. But this, again, this is a beautiful time for mystery. I, I really, I love a good sense of mystery. I love a good mystery story. I love, as people who know me know, I, I absolutely adore a, a good ghost story, a good mystery story. So this coughing voice is very much it's uh it's 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 haunting, you know. Haunting times, you know, but it's a perfect time to go on YouTube or uh, uh, to to go watch a good horror movie, you know, and you get nestled up and you just I also like to hear about the afterlife and ghosts because I think in some way it helps comfort me and helps break me into the idea of death. You know, um, there's a spiritual teacher which some people might be familiar with who I listen to often with my wife. His name was Ram Das. He very recently passed before, you know, uh, the COVID crisis. But um, I go back and he has a, po- a podcast called um, uh, Be Here Now. And uh, you could look that up and... He had a, my wife turned on actually. I listened to the podcast often, but she was listening to it and I'd never seen this episode. I don't know if she handpicked this because of the title, but it dealt with death. And he says, the, of, you know, is there something after we die? And he talks a lot about religion, religious uh, theories on that. But he claims, you know, at some point that through meditation, that he came in contact with a disembodied spirit of a person who used to live, who kind of gave him a, some, uh, uh, you know, some messages from the beyond. What he goes on to say is that there's at the time of death, there's a lot of importance put on the time of death because what you do, what you're desiring, what you're thinking at the time of death will then determine whether or not you pass on to a higher realm or whether you come back. If you're very angry and you're attached to this realm, to this world, even if you're craving, he says, another breath, you could come back into a human incarnation looking for another breath. I I don't know. Who knows? These are all interesting things. Take it as you will. 
but he says, I, you know, I've had many uh, ghost experiences. Maybe I'll share them later. Uh, maybe this isn't the time. But these are the times when you have a lot of death around you. You have, you know, I'm hearing a person cough. They might die. I don't know. They might not make it. This poor person, this poor guy. I mean, he's haunting me, but I feel bad, you know? It's like, I might not make it. You might not make it. Who knows? These are uncertain times. And so it gets me thinking a lot about the idea of what I've always been fascinated with, which is possibility of an afterlife. Or maybe, you know, look, it's a strange thing because the human mind is so easy, easily manipulated by illness, by chemi- different chemical reactions, by poking and prodding. You can completely alter the human brain and, and, and therefore the thought process of a human being. So you think, well, maybe all we are is just a brain and when it's gone, it's gone. You know, and you can manipulate it and then if you get rid of it, it's just, it's all over. I don't know. But I've had some some, some experiences. So, you know, you, you, these are the sorts of things that sort of t- t- take up your time. But i also been thinking about some other things. Thinking about, look, there's a time to think about death, but you're here. We're alive. We're breathing right now. You're listening. I'm assuming you're alive. But what ends up happening is you got to think, what do I do with my life? And spending some time in social isolation, not having a job suddenly, being laid off, being stuck at home, and just thinking to yourself that you're socially isolating you're quarantining yourself, and yet somehow this virus could come through the vents in my apartment. You know, if you're living in an apartment, you could walk outside for just that one moment to take a walk, and that one person passes you, and bam, you got it. All that quarantining for nothing. But then you think to yourself, God damn it, I've got to live my life. I really do. I, I've got to, you know, Lord only knows that. I got, I got to stay sane. You know, you got to take care of your mental health. You want to be responsible, but you can't be perfect. You know, you can't wipe down every surface. When You know, I was thinking about something else too. I've been washing my hands religiously. I've been trying to wipe down all the surfaces, all the handles, everything. Packages coming through. You try to Lysol wipe them, all, this, all these things. The other night I went to bed and I realized that I'd been shutting off the faucet with my elbow. Because I wash my hands and I don't want to touch the dirty handle. So I did it with my elbow. So then I didn't wash my elbow and I went to bed. And so COVID could be on my elbow and I'm spreading around the damn bed. And then when I go to sleep, you know, sometimes you fall asleep and your mouth is on a pillow or blanket where your elbow might have rubbed. And I could be breathing in COVID right there. It's, It's maddening. It's absolute madness. You can't, you can't think too much about it. You're going to drive yourself crazy. So I realized you've got to, you got to get out of your own head. You know, our thinking thoughts, we have to slow the mind down and try to empty it out as much as we can. It's the thinking mind, it, 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 it takes, it robs you. You know, stress also destroys your immune system, which we all need our, our immune systems to be as strong and active as they can be at a time like this. But, I've been spending some time in meditation and what the meditation, you know, I start getting these thoughts with meditation, these ideas. And one of the ideas I thought of is simplification, simplifying your life, 
getting rid of the things that no longer serve you, as they say. I like that idea. I like that phrase. I like that concept. And you have to get some kind of structure in your life. I realize that. I do believe in some amount of discipline that you have to keep your mind occupied. You got to stay busy doing something, even if it's something. That's what I thought about doing some things. I need to, I, I want to start doing jig, jigsaw puzzles again, you know? Uh, I, I really haven't been watching movies or TV, which I probably should be, just to stay sane, just to keep my mind occupied. I did watch one movie. Uh, by the way, it is still on Netflix if you're listening, and I highly recommend it, and you should go watch it. It's called uh, a, seri- a Serious Man. A Serious Man. It came out in 2009. My wife found it on um, Netflix, and it was, it, it was Coen Brothers. Not directed by the Coen Brothers, but written by the Coen Brothers. But whoever directed it, I think the Coen Brothers were producers. It's got Coen Brothers written all over it. Look, you might not even be familiar with the Coen Brothers, but check it out. Right now, as of now, it's on Netflix. By the time you hear this, or if you do hear this, it might not be on there anymore. But check it out. Find it. it f- fantastic movie. And really, a very appropriate for the times. Um, just, I- I'm not going to give anything away, but it's a man whose life is slowly falling apart. And he's trying to make sense of it. And he's trying to make sense of life and why his life is going awry. He's an honest man who tried to always do the right thing in his life. It's, it's, it it's takes, takes place in the late 60s. You know, a, a pretty interesting time in American history, and it takes place in the suburbs in the late 60s, and it does a really good job of capturing that time in American history, as, at least as I imagine it. You know, I didn't live through it. Um, but, you know, I imagine it, it, it has a very, very realistic vibe you know, having lived life, yeah, you didn't live through the, the, the 60s. It doesn't fit in with all the big stereotypes of the late 60s. It sort of presents life in a way that it, it might have been. And it's just, it's a great movie. It's right up my alley. Hopefully it's up yours. Up yours, man. Up yours. But um, I realized that, look, you can only watch so many movies. You've got to get structure into your life. Discipline. Set a schedule for yourself. You know, I know for most of us, most of us, our work, our jobs fill in most of our time and we have very little time to ourselves. We all should have some sort of sacred space, I think, a space that's your space to sit and think about the deeper things. You know, I'm not a religious man, but I have notions of god i have notions of something that's beyond some higher power if you will and um some of you will roll your eyes at it and i i i get that you know i and i'm not i'm not saying i have any answers um some people believe you're weak to need a higher power but i didn't necessarily believe in a higher power for a good number of years in my life i kind of almost laughed at it but when you go through something serious, and I, and I was actually, believe it, I was sick for a while. Um, I don't know what I had. I don't know if, if it was the virus, but, you know, I completely isolated myself. And, I, you know, I basically didn't leave the house at all for two weeks. And, um, you know, I, I tried to be responsible about it. And I'm feeling better, better-ish. But it's weird because my body still feels a little out of whack because it's, I don't have the normal schedule of going to work. 
But I realized that going to work wasn't really fulfilling me anyway. I didn't necessarily like my job when I was going to it. And now it's gone. And now you have to pick up the pieces. And But as far as a higher power goes, you... The more I spend time thinking, I've done, I've, I've read, I tried to read a lot of the world's great books and I like good pieces of art and what all great art shows to me, whether it be in painting, sculpture, drawing, music, drama, whatever, whatever the form might take, it's to me the greatest pieces are the ones that show the mystery of life. The, you know, we did. None of us just. None of us know why we're here. The atheist will say, "Well, it's a stupid accident. It's all a miserable accident. We get stuck here for a little while, and then we're just vapor." Okay, fine. I get it. You know, some people take that attitude to the grave, and I'm not looking down upon that. Whatever gets you through the night, as John Lennon used to say. You know, whatever gets you through this life. If that's if that's what attitude you need to take, take it, you know. But for me, I I sometimes, and especially in a time like this, really feel this deeper sense of mystery. And you know, if I were to die, you know, right after this pocket, it's just, just like, wow. You know, everything is changing so fast, so rapidly. It's not about getting into heaven. But maybe at the point of death, just like that guy Ram Das was talking about, uh, which I told you about. My wife said something interesting to me. She said, when I listen to the old recordings from the late 60s and the 70s and 80s of Ram Das speaking, now that he's passed, it's, it's almost like that person is like a disembodied spirit. It's almost like that person never existed. You know, it, it's almost like, uh, a disembodied, uh, you can really feel that that person is just gone. And it's strange listening to this voice from all those years ago say something very wise about the possibilities of death and preparing you for death. And regardless of what happens after death, these are just possibilities or ideas that prep you and, 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 and get you, ease you into death. He always said in his speaking is, is that all of these, to philosophize and to spiritualize is to learn how to die properly. And it doesn't matter if there's a heaven or a hell or whatever happens afterwards, but it's just getting you ready for that good that good death that good release that an upbeat death he calls it an upbeat death and i like that concept is oh you let go oh not oh or fear but just oh, he says you know it's just that sigh of relief like taking off an old shoe he says um i think it's very beautiful um it's not thinking of God or the afterlife in terms of the Christian religion or Judaism or Islam or the Western religions, but maybe a little bit more attuned to Eastern philosophy and religion. But this is a time when it's a time to let go. It's something I thought about long before this pandemic, but this pandemic really is really hammering it home for me, which is 
getting rid of those things in your life that no longer serve you, as I said earlier. Just get, getting rid of them. And do I need this? Does this serve me anymore? Do I use this? Do I look at this? Get rid of it. You know, donate it. Yeah, try to donate it. Don't throw it away. You know, don't waste things. Someone else might get some good use out of it. But, you know, my wife has all these pictures from her past of being a child. And look, I, I, I didn't, those, those things never happened to me. I don't, I don't remember her being that age, but because I love her, I, I look at these pictures and they do mean something to me and they fascinate me. It's a little piece of her past that I never saw. And I just thought, what would happen if we just cast these to the flames? What if we just burned all these? You know, how much would that hurt? But how liberated would you be? You know, I just think that sometimes when you, you have a collection of images, you know, you can go through a database in your computer of all these photos that you've taken and you look at them and you think to yourself, there's a sadness that comes over me because to me, I can I do get a little bit of a smile and I do think I do reminisce and I go down memory lane and I think wow what a good time. But for me and it's different for everybody, but for me it's more it, 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 these images tie me too much to the past. They don't serve me personally because th- I, that's why I don't like taking a lot of pictures. Because when you look back on them it makes me miss things too much. It makes me want to go back to the person I was. You know, look how young I was. Look, uh, you know, boyish I was. And oh wow, I used to be able to run like that, or you know, my, I didn't have knee pro- whatever. I don't have knee problems, but you know, whatever the case might be for you, you know, it's like I, I, it, it takes away from who you are right now, and you're, you're longing for that other person. Like, oh, you. Know, so I just think that being too nostalgic, documenting the past too much, doesn't always serve us in the best way going forward. You know, that's just a hunch I get. And, um, you know, I certainly am not pointing the finger at anybody and telling anybody's wrong. And people might have different ideas about photos, but those are some of the thoughts that I have. It's the same reason I got off of Facebook is, is it's just this constant. It, it felt very unhealthy. We were just a lot of fixating on the bad things that were going on in the world. And just complaining. And then there's just all these sharing photos. And the photos just kind of either took you in an unhealthy way to the past or made you long for and miss the people that you didn't have in your life currently uh, that were somewhere else far away. And it left me with this very empty, melancholy feeling. So I said, you know what? I don't need this anymore. Like, this just, I don't know what I'm doing here. I, this isn't healthy. I, I found myself going into a darker place mentally than a, uh, than a lighter place and i i got off and it's like that you just and then you see instagram or you see a uh, snapchat and all these things it's just photos after photo and look at me and it's all this vanity and you, we're tying ourselves we're tying ourselves to our bodies our image and we're not thinking enough about who we really are as people who we really are inside, the thing that doesn't change, the body changes, youth changes. And I'm, look, I, I'm not telling, I'm not, I don't want to preach. I'm just throwing thoughts into the air. I'm not preaching. You know, do your thing, be young, have fun, take your pictures. But, you know, think about it. How is it really affecting me? 
You know, and, and 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 if it doesn't affect you in a negative way, like it's affected me, then then by all means, you know, go for it. But I'm just I'm just throwing out the possibility, things to think about, probably things that you've already thought about. But we're just we're having the conversation. Been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, podcasts kind of get me through. I love. For me, talking, as you can see what I'm doing right now, for me, talking is a lifeline. I've always said this, talking is a lifeline. And it helps me make sense of my thoughts in my life. It helps me come to terms with the things that I have been through, my past. And it helps me clean things up. It's like after a party, there's beer cans everywhere, there's bottle, liquor bottles there's trash all over the floor, there's dust, and you clean the whole place up and you got this big trash bag full of all this stuff and you go to the dumpster and you throw it out and you come home and you sweep and you fill up another trash bag and you throw that away and you look at the place and it's clean. It feels good, right? And To me, that's what talking is all about. Talking is just getting all the junk out. It's just sweeping up what's going on inside of me. It's getting rid of all the trash and it's it's putting it into the trash bag and it's throwing in the dump and and saying look you were here it was real we had a moment and and, and I wish you the best adieu you know adios you know and 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 that's just how i feel i i talking is kind of vain it's vain doing this podcast i think i'm just sitting here but i also think that if i can send this out somewhere and someone can hear this maybe it'll help them in some way uh just like i like listening to podcasts and uh, just listening to two people talk maybe a group of people three or four people talk and have a conversation even if it's completely complete bullshit we're talking you know they're talking about snack food or they're just talking about it's just to hear a human, it's, it's a little slice of life, you know, and, and, and it's just getting all this crap out. But that being said, after the talking and after all the chatting, it's important to spend time in silence. I do really believe that silence is very important and I think it's good to find a place where you can go that is completely silent. And just sit there with your pain, with your thoughts, with your troubles, and just and just be there. And just let these feelings go through you. Because another thing that these times have really shown me is that emotions and thoughts, they change. Just like the times change, your thoughts and your feelings change. Now you're depressed. Now you're happy. Now you're horny. Now you're hungry. Now you feel filthy and you need to take a shower. Now you feel clean. Now, now you feel like you want to go, uh, go into, go into the spa. Now I want to take a run. Now I want to go to sleep. Now I want to watch a movie. It's changing. Just, just observe it. Watch it go through and just don't, you know, get too attached to all that stuff. It's changing. And when you get stuck in a rut, and there are times, believe me, in my own life where things become so overwhelming, it just it feels unbearable. Really try to understand it's not going to be that way forever. It will change. This, this virus will go away. So nothing is forever. 
You know, there's been so many epidemics that have killed people and it's so sad and you watch people die of all kinds of things all the time. You know, you, you watch bad things happen to people all the time, but there's a lot of good things happening too. There's a lot of joy and there's a lot of laughter. Don't think so much about the world's problems. Don't think so much about the past or the future. Just be right here, right now, just like that Ram Das podcast is. Be here now. Really center yourself. And not all of this stuff just sounds like a lot of hippy-dippy stuff, and I, I understand that. But I do think these things are really valuable. And this kind of hippy-dippy stuff is around for a reason. It really can help you. I really do believe if you, if you really allow yourself to get into those mindset, and believe me, it's a process. It's a lot of work. It's something that um, I'm still working on and uh, continue to work on. Uh, in in the future and it will and i'll work on it for as long as i live you know which who knows who knows but we're here now we're having a good time and um i've been setting myself uh a, a two a two drink limit i enjoy drinking i think drinking is good in moderation in moderation i think as the doctors and as science has shown us two drinks a day for men and one one to one and a half units of alcohol for a woman. You know, for me, two units is, is a Guinness and uh, uh, some whiskey or some cognac at night. Just a little bit. Not even, I don't even think a full shot, maybe like an ounce. That's it. And you just sip it and you savor it and you just take the edge off and you relax. Right now is my little happy hour ritual. While I podcast and uh, a Guinness, which is one of my favorites. A lot of people have been complaining about Guinness. Uh, a lot of uh, craft beer lovers talk about how bland it is. There's something about it. It's not the most flavorful, but it has a distinctive taste that I really enjoy. Sometimes I don't want an overly flavorful beer. Sometimes I just want a slightly bitter, slightly sweet elixir. With not too many hops. Like a lot of American craft beers. But, listen. We're, uh, we're going to get together again sometime soon. In the meantime, find that sacred space. Do a little bit of meditation. Do it for five minutes. Sit down. Close your eyes. Just empty your mind. Empty your soul. Em- well, I don't know. Empty your soul. But, you know, just empty, your, empty, empty yourself. Empty your thoughts. And really go into yourself, even if it's for five minutes, and you'll feel better. Don't panic. Don't panic. Even even if you die, don't panic. You know, it's it's all going to work out. It will be okay. It, re- it really is. Things pass. We're stuck in a rut right now. We're stuck. We're trapped. We're pinned. We're pinned in. It sucks. We got to be patient. It's not what we wanted. It's not what... It's not what we bargained for. But man, we've been so lucky up to this point, haven't we? I mean, we've never had to face something like this. This is the first time, you know? In in years past, there was just so much illness that just killed people all around everybody. You know, to be human is to suffer. And we need to look out for one another and and take care of one another, say nice things. When you're online, please do me a favor. For me, when you're online... Please don't say negative things. We don't need negative things anymore. Let's not have political arguments anymore. Say, hey, look, I love you, man. Oh, you're for Trump? I love you. Okay, fine. Be for Trump. 
I love you. I because you know what, you know what, you're a human being just like I am. You're a soul trying to get through this life. We're trying to shed this human affliction together. If, if Trump is what gets you through, goddamn, for the for the love of God, do Trump. That's fine. Do your thing, man. I love you. Look, I, I look. I'm doing Bernie. You know, that's my thing. I'm for Bernie. You're for Trump. We're just trying to get through. We're just we're just trying to get through. We don't. None of us want to suffer. We we we're trying to do the right thing. We we don't we don't want this. We don't want war. Nature's already declared war on us enough as it is. So you're all beautiful. And remember, until next time, you can't go back. The past is in the past. What's gone is gone. You must go on. You can't go back.